Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Steven Senegal and Jigsaw Jody. How y'all doing today in that order? I'm doing all right. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm doing really good. Uh, you know, having a good week, really, overall. You know, some cool stuff. Acquired some uh, neat neat new gadgets. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having a good time here, ready to podcast and talk about some good films. Jigsaw Jody, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It was a good week. Got to play some D&D. Got to go back to the theaters to see a horror movie. Ooh. Uh, Eight days till Oscars. I'm ready to go. Heck yeah, man. We're in that awkward stage. We got to find something to talk about right before the Oscars show, which is usually one of our bigger shows of the year where we usually just get irate at the, or I, I, I scratch that, I get irate at the Oscars and then surprise Pikachu the next year whenever I get excited again and then wonder why I get excited whenever I just get mad at him again. Uh, I'd never well, seem to learn on. <laughs> that's kind of the reason why we all watch and uh, pay attention to it because it's fun to watch you melt down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's probably fairly accurate. Uh, but no, it's uh, we're talking about the uh, new Marvel shows. Um, Maniac Mike couldn't make it tonight, um, so he hadn't watched these. So I figured it was a good opportunity to go ahead and talk about these. Not only that, but they're they're uh, definitely something to talk about. Because I know we're a movie podcast and we're talking about two TV shows, but we're talking about two TV shows that may kind of change the face of movies as we know it. And I'll kind of get into that when we when we get there to kind of talk about the topics of the show. But before we do that, Steven Senegal, what have you been watching? I remember you saying it's not a whole lot. Well, uh, wait, oh, uh, well, before I get into what I've been watching, which will not take long... Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Maniac Mike. He's uh, the reason why he's not here is because he's been he's with a friend of the show. I think it's Kyle. He's with actually, it's Kyle's birthday today. Happy birthday, so, Kyle uh, Campanelli. We love you, yeah. brother. Actually, you're a really cool dude. Like for real. Yeah, um, I agreed. Hang out with so, him a lot. Um, you know, if I knew it was his birthday, I probably probably would have actually been there. You know, but I wasn't invited. And Kyle, you know, I'm not gonna hold it hold it against you. But I am, you know, I won't forget it. Are you, are you going to summon Pumpkinhead? <laughs> no, not, not Vengeance. Not that bad? Not Vengeance. Okay. I, I love the dude too much. I couldn't do that to him. Okay. He's a good dude. Well, the, the uh, back to films, I guess. The only film I've been watching, other than some of the stuff we'll be discussing, is I went back to the theater with you to watch uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, so that's Whoa. my second time at the theater. And that's the only film I've seen. Uh, it's a good film to see, I'll admit that. 
I mean, you know, it's a good time being with you, watching, uh, watching you, and uh, you know, anytime I get to to hear that that tail and the blue lights power up, what 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 do they call that? That the atomic uh, breath. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, he's doing it. He's displaying. He's he's doing a dominance display, like a like a dog gets his hackles up. Uh, he's, he, so when Godzilla does his dominance display, then it's it, it's cool. So just that yeah. sound is enough to get me going. So that was that. Uh, that was the only film, actual film I watched. So what week. you're so what you're saying is the two things that get you going is Godzilla powering up and shirtless dudes. And action films. Well, I don't, I don't know that I would put it that way. But <laughs> hey, quite frankly, I can't argue with your logic. It's out of, it's out of context severely, but... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some super action. Which also uh, has shirtless dudes. A lot of, yeah, I'm not for certain if they can afford shirts. Uh, <laughs> they certainly can't afford props because they use a lot of sticks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. So, uh, well, we love you, Stephen Senegal. I'm just to make with sure you. that everybody's got the proper context. Scott Atkins, the, 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 we've talked about this before. The, the how good Atkins acts in a film is correlates directly to how often his shirt comes off. If he's wearing clothes, he's not all that great. A shirt, you know what I mean? That's oh, what I know you what you mean. mean. I just, well, just I want to make sure they knew what I meant. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't want anybody getting the wrong ideas here. Uh, but I did have one little piece of news, which is uh, entertainment-related, but not movie-related in any way. Uh, I know you're a big hockey fan. Jody, I'm sorry you're not. Bear with me a second. Uh, did you did you see the uh, today's uh, the big news of today? Hmm. I guess not. So, so Patrick Marlowe, the San Jose Sharks longtime player, uh, tied Gordie Howe tonight for the most games played in NHL history. Wow. One of those things uh, that you would think would never happen. Uh, Gordie Howe played in five different decades to play in 1,767 games. Uh, if you know your lore, I think, David, you might. Gordie mm-hmm. Howe went to play in the WHL for uh Quite a few games. I think he had about 600 more games in the WHL, mm-hmm. which is a, a minor league. Uh, it's, a, it's a different league in Canada than the NHL. And then he came back to play another season in the 80s, one whole season in the 80s, to complete his NHL tour. But still, he got in. Uh, that's uh, 40 years, roughly, he played in the NHL. For, uh, you know, or not four decades of NHL experience. Marlowe has been around now for 21 years. He'll break the record Monday. Uh, uh, playing against uh, Las Vegas. Actually, that's pretty cool news. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, the Sharks uh, got a thumping tonight at the hands of the Wild. Uh, but uh, I, it was uh, pretty neat to see the handshake line after the game was over. The respect they paid Marlowe. Uh, he is, uh, pro- I can't imagine how he doesn't make it in the Hall of Fame. You know? Oh, yeah, he will. Uh, with that record. Uh, it's that's, pretty crazy, though, because it, it's fairly silent in a way. You know, he's he's yeah. usually a player that's kind of gone under the radar, not in a bad way. And yeah. the Blues have a lot of those types of players, you know, guys that you don't see a whole lot on the stat line but make a big difference yeah. on the ice in their presence and what they do. You know, you have to have those players, too. Not every player is going to be, you know, Austin Matthews, you know, on the stat line all the time. you got to have your – your um, 
you know, your tertiary players, and that's kind of what gets a lot of teams in trouble. It's funny to think that if Jumbo Joe had a state in, you know, San Jose, you know, they'd have two, I mean, veteran players because he's been around yeah. since Jesus walked the earth, you know. I'm pretty sure he might have been one of the wise men or something, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but, I agree. Uh, you know, it's just kind of funny and really cool. Yeah, I agree. This hockey season's been a tumultuous one, but overall a very rewarding one uh, with plenty of great games, especially uh, on uh, the uh, north side. But, you know, that's not what we're talking about now. But, you yeah. know, really cool stuff, though. I, I, I like that you brought that up. Yeah, so. I, I just uh, want to point that out. He is uh, uh, not going to break any records as far as points, but he has been a, uh, one of uh, a very solid player throughout his career. His uh, numbers probably wouldn't be Hall of Fame worthy uh, without this goals that were without this games played. Mark, uh, he's also got a pretty long current Ironman streak going, and he at 41 years old, he's still one of the fastest players in the NHL. So uh, kudos to the old guys. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty neat game. I, I'd love to actually see him in a Blues uniform. I think he would have been a good fit here, honestly. Yeah, I do too. So, yeah, just, that would have been a pro, cool. and you know, uh, way to go. Don't like the Sharks, but I do like him. Yeah. So uh, Jody, I'll push it to you. What have you been watching? Oh, I've been watching some good stuff, but to, yeah, to further you know support your point, he has had 566 career goals and 630 assists. And like you yes. said, at the age of 41, that's not too shabby. Yeah, it's no, definitely impressive. No, it's, it's borderline Hall of Fame. If he, if he could somehow win a cup, it had probably pushed him over the top. Uh, but that's <laughs> that's not a reality. Yeah, well, soon, and he don't want to go anywhere. He had a chance to stay with Toronto. He mm-hmm. didn't want to play in Toronto. He's He's been a shark almost his entire career. He wanted to go back. And it's yeah. kudos again to the guy who would rather, uh, you know, has loyalty uh, to the at the top of his uh, want list. Yeah, that's always an admirable thing to see. Yeah. You see, you see it in other sports too. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep. You know, for instance, he took the big deal in uh, in Milwaukee. Um, I think he could have probably went just about anywhere with his skill set and been just fine. But um, yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's uh, that it's cool to have players that you could root for that that you know kind of stand by by your yeah. city. There's a there's a, it's the exact opposite of what James Harden did, for instance, where sure. where I'm about ready to burn his jersey. I've had about enough of him. Um, you know, yeah. you know. I think every town, every town should have these heroes. Uh, St. Louis lost one of their heroes and uh, Bob Flager this week. Uh, they he was laid in state at the Enterprise and or uh, not, yeah, Enterprise Center uh, yesterday. I think it was or today. It might have been today. Uh, where fans could see him, uh, I'm sure he'll get a Clydesdale parade in St. Louis uh, whenever he's laid in rest. Um, you know, the, the stats were never there, but the guy has been here. He was an original member of the Blues, and uh, he stayed here as a coach. He various team functions, uh, you know, uh, positions. He, he basically died as an employee of the Blues. He's been yeah. here. I guess fifty years. Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear his name sometime in in you yeah. know any any conversation with old head blues fans. Yeah, uh, him and his brother, is. and uh, and with him passing, I learned a little bit. I didn't even know there was another brother who did play for the Blues very briefly. There was a third player brother. I bet that would that have been like the Hansons and a slap shot fame to have all three of them guys. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, of course, his brother Barkley passed away a long time ago uh, while still playing. Well, he was an active blues player at the time. That was a long time ago. Uh, Bob has uh, made a career here and is much loved in St. Louis. Mm. Um, you know, has it seems like this town uh, loves its its sports stars, um, uh, especially the ones that love us back. So yeah, I agree. But before we get too deep into sports sports yeah, th facts, uh, thanks for pointing that out. I actually meant to say that and uh, and uh, forgot it. So thank yeah. you, Jody. I appreciate that. No, I was born in Saskatchewan, and Saskatchewan has produced a lot of great all-time hockey players. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. And uh, before we you know, we're going down the rabbit hole again, but just a quick fact: while reading on Patrick Marlowe's stat line, he's from the same area that Gordy Howe was. <laughs> so they make him tough there too, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. Uh, you know, love some some hockey uh, news. But Jigsaw Jody, what have you been watching? All right, I've started out with the Joe Bob Valentine's Day special from February, and I watched Tammy and the T Rex for the first oh. time, Ooh. and the Love Witch. What a there show! Go. Yeah, it, Tammy and the T Rex, man. That was glorious. That was such a good time. You know, I I thought. The whole time, I knew it had Denise Richards and Paul Walker in it, just from like people talking about it and yeah. when it aired and people tweeting about it. But I also thought it was that Goldie, Whoopi Goldberg movie, <laughs> Theodore Rex. <laughs> no. Funny story, me and Dad watched both of those together. Uh, he oh, bought yeah. me Theodore. He bought me Tammy and the T Rex for Christmas, actually, and uh, that was an awesome gift. We watched it on Christmas night, I believe, and and he was he was not ready, but we ended up loving that film. <laughs> <laughs> like recently Christmas or when you were a kid? Yeah, the last, last Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, no, okay. the Vinegar Syndrome 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, he that's bought a me fantastic Blu-ray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I love that movie. But Tammy and the T-Rex we watched uh, based on Double Toasted Recommendation. And, oh, man, that movie blows. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it's real bad. That's horrible. <laughs> And then I watched Promising One Young Woman. I rewatched that. That mm -hmm. did not lose any of the oomph from its first viewing. It is just a fantastic movie. And you uh, say that's picking up steam on the it's on picking the up steam, yeah. Screenplay, because yep, especially for screenplay, yeah. Because a lot of people are are. I'm actually seeing a lot of conversation about this movie on both sides of the fence of people saying this is an overrated movie. They didn't like the ending, which is exactly what I talked about being fascinating mm -hmm. to hear about the ending, because I think that's going to bring up a lot of debate. And it's just cool. I mean, I think all great movies spark up debates like that. You know, not everyone loves Persona, for instance, but, you know, that's such a fantastic film in film history. Uh, you know, not to necessarily compare those two, but I think it's another fantastic film and one that'll spark conversation for decades, I think, uh, from today. So I, I kind of hope it gets something. I don't know if I think it's the best film of the year, but uh, no. by any means, but uh, a great film for sure. Then I watched on Netflix. I know it came in a long time ago, but I finally got around to watching The Devil All the Time. Mm. And that was also, I thought, phenomenal. I gave that a 9 out of 10. Um, just this southern gothic, you know, Robert Pattinson is absolutely bonkers in that. I mean, everything. I, I really love those, like, random chance and random circumstance and chain mm -hmm. of events that result from a specific one event. I mean, everything in all of our lives are you know, related to all the decisions that we and others around us have made. But this movie features like one thing that can pinpoint one exact moment that set the whole rest of this, this course of action for all these people. Uh, 
in motion, and I just thought that was powerful and good. Uh, got back to the theaters to see The Unholy. Uh, okay, I gave that a 5 out of 10, and I think it's pretty heinous. But it's one of those <laughs> movies that I actually kind of liked it, though, too. And yeah. my buddy that went to see it with me, too, it was his first movie back since October. Oh, wow. Um, and he was like, I was just happy to be here and seeing a horror movie. He's like, it, it's not a good movie, but i just so happy that we came. I was like, yeah, me too. So that, that had a lot to do with it. I think if I had watched this on Shutter or Netflix, I'd be, I'd be roasting it pretty hard. <laughs> if it was um, local, I, I would have seen this, but I'm not driving 30 yeah. minutes to go oh, see this. Oh, goodness, I would not recommend that, no. Not <laughs> um, the... Next thing I watched was The White Tiger to close out the screenplay nominations. Uh, I watched that kicking and screaming. I didn't like it. I thought it was boring. I found everybody in it to be pretty crappy people and just didn't didn't enjoy that watch at all. But I do recommend mm-hmm. it. It had some good technical merit, so I did give it a 6 out of 10. This week's Jello and Jello night was The Corruption of Chris Miller. I uh, didn't care that much for that one either. I gave that uh, a six. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because uh, that's one I've actually had on my buy list, um, what you thought of that one. Because that's a Vinegar Syndrome release, so I, of course I'll eventually get it. But, um, yeah, I was curious how that one was. Um, It's slow. It's, re- like, even for Jallo standards, it's really slow. Um, because that... Um, let's just say the kill's really takes well over an hour oh wow um, yeah and it's mostly a drama like a, a drifter is um pretty much banging a mom and her stepdaughter and there's a lot of drama about that that's metal i mean it, you it, know it, it it sounds i mean basically on paper the plot of it is a romance novel or like a <laughs> lifetime movie or a mother and stepdaughter that ended up on jerry springer yeah um, that's but, that I don't know, man. I, uh, you're you're selling me off of it, man. I was wanting and, to watch this one. Well, it's on Shutter, so cool. give it a, like pop it on Shutter to see. Yeah, like true. Before you buy, try before you buy. But <laughs> my, and then my personal beef with it was in the plot synopsis. It says a scythe wielding killer. Well, he has a sickle, not a scythe. Ah. Uh. So, I yeah. Which there's a big difference. Um, I even like had to learn the difference of the two, but then I was like, now every time I'm like, that's not a scythe, that's a sickle. So yeah, it just it wasn't that impressive to me. Um, it's probably my least favorite Jallo and Jello movie that I watched. Hmm. Um, and then lastly, um, this week uh, we finished off Eurovision Song Contest. That was really good, I thought. Um, the song that's nominated for is actually really good, but it probably won't win. But it actually really is a good song. <laughs> yeah, then, I, uh, I I had mixed thoughts on that one, but I, I kind yeah. of think uh, there's an audience for it for sure. Yeah. For whatever I, reason, it's just uh, I'm that audience. I'm a big I'm a big Will Ferrell guy, so um, I know historically you haven't been, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, brother. I, yeah. I can't with that one. Yeah, and then um, it was so bad we turned it off. We rented the Pinocchio movie. Oh, really? It was and that bad. It's that bad and that creepy oh. and that stupid, and we stopped it after after about an hour and five minutes. I was like, okay, this has got to be almost over. We paused it and nope, it had another hour and two minutes to go. It's two hours and five. Oh minutes my, long. two hours and five. You're kidding? Yes. No, and it is creepy. Okay, 
it, it's worse than cat. It looks worse than cats. Really? Because all, all the animal looks looks like the they took the okay. There's like a, even like a snail person, which I don't remember any kind of snail person in any Pinocchio story. But there's a snail person that looks like it was taken right off the set of the Neverending Story after that prop had sat in a storage shed for twenty years. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds so, rough, bro. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I want to uh, see it now if it's that bad. I want I want uh, yeah, to watch it's, it just it's, for the fun. It's factor. 99 cents to rent on Amazon, so I w- we weren't really out any money. I mean, I was going to rent it at the Red Box for two. Yeah, bucks, I might watch so. that tonight. I, <laughs> at that rate, I love bad Ooh. cinema. So yeah, and then Jiminy Cricket is not a cricket. It's a uh, not. What, what do you, I guess you just? I, I was trying. Dang it! I'm always trying to remember politically correct terms. A little person. Yeah. In yeah. like green makeup, so I almost that's, said the that's that. That's very strange. Yeah, it's, that's very strange. I I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, and it and it got two Oscar nominations. So I mean, there you go, there you go. I, I guarantee. I think the next two years I'll be watching a Pinocchio movie at Oscar time. Anyways, one for Guillermo's and one for Disney's live action. You know, so. I, I hate to throw this out there, but the way you talk about it almost guarantees this film cult status in about ten years. Yeah, yeah cats will have it. They'll have such a fan base that you, you won't be able to find the things in the wild. You'll be paying $80 for an arrow release or something of it. Here, it's, it's coming. Yeah, pay, pay, uh, go ahead and write me in on the on the uh, fan base for cats. I'm, I'm on it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan of that one as far as You ain't a fan goes. of that one? Come on, man. That movie yeah, sucks. It sucks, but it's fun as all get out, man. No, I, it's I not dig fun. that one. It's not fun at all. So, okay. Ah, well, well. To their and own. that's it. I only have three movies. Oh, and I watched the Oscar-nominated shorts, and they're all devastating, by the way. Uh, which one? Did you watch the uh, Two Perfect Strangers? Yep. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to get around to that, and I'll, I want you to yeah. join in on that discussion, because yeah. I've got some thoughts about that. Um, yeah, basically... The topics of the Oscar shorts are Nazi concentration camps, starving Yemen children, school shootings, cop shootings, unarmed black teen shootings, Hong Kong riots, pandemic. And dang. That's, that's only like eight or nine of them. Gosh, dang. That's rough, man. Rough. Uh, uh, it's yeah. a hard pass. Yeah. I got Is enough. I, I work in a hospital. I got enough depression in my life. Yeah, no that's what I say, and I like to be. I like to escape in my movies. I understand, like this time of year, we got to have some heavy-handed topics, but I'm going to be ready for. I haven't seen it yet. Willy's Wonderland. I'm watching it on the 30th with my buddy. Oh, dude, you're going to love some, that. Yeah, <laughs> I just want some nonsense. Oh, right it's now. nonsense. Imagine the nonsense is having not Nick Cage in a non-speaking role through the entire film, and seeing how that pans out. Mm-hmm. But you got it. You got it, man. It's awesome stuff, man. I'm, I'm glad, though. Uh, I have quite a few films that I've watched. I uh, started off the week with Demonic Toys, uh, Full Moon Production, another one from uh, you know, my Full Moon subscription service that I bought. I'm surprised. They actually did send me my code to get my free Puppet Master set worth $120. Um, so I got it, and I ordered it. So, cool. Uh, but either way, I watched Demonic Toys. Uh, fairly fun, you know, toy movie. You know, it, it's exactly what you think it is. Um, and nothing more. 
Uh, next up is WrestleMania 37. If it's on Letterboxd, I guess it's considerable to be talked about. I thought it was a good WrestleMania. Um, I'm a huge wrestling fan, if you didn't know that about me. Um, definitely keep up with the WWE, uh, you know, AEW and all that good stuff. And um, I liked it pretty well, actually, both nights. I think there were some history-making moments, especially in the women's division. The Sasha versus um, uh, Bianca Belair fights were just outstanding. Uh, you know, huge, huge deal to have uh, that fight closing the show on night one. You know, it's the first uh, first singles women's match to make it to the uh, the headline match, and it was great. Um, you know, they knocked it out of the park. It was great to see the emotion of that moment. You know, you could see it in Bianca's face. You know, she was kind of crying about the moment. Um, you know, so it was really cool to see how much it meant to them, you know, in that, in that moment. And it was, uh, it was great. The fans were into it. It was the first time the fans had been in the stands since like well past a year ago. Uh, so it was really neat. And then I watched Doll Man on Full Moon Streaming. Uh, I'd never seen this one, weirdly enough. Have you, either of you two seen this? A nope. weird Full Moon feature? Uh, no. uh, it's fun, man. Check this out. It's, it's about a guy on a different planet. Um, who comes to Earth, and apparently their humans are like a sixth of the size of a normal human being. Uh, so he's kind of like a doll-sized guy, uh, but his blaster like tears people to shreds, and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's stupid fun, but in the most full moon way possible, so check it out for sure. I watched the McPherson tape. Uh, the It's debatable what the first found footage movie is if you consider cannibal holocaust a found footage movie obviously that would be it but to me it's not it has moments of it uh but it's interspersed with different moments the mcpherson tape i think is as far as i understand the first fully found footage movie ever made and it is on shutter it's an agfa release as well um the movie's not very good frankly um but it's enjoyable in its own right uh, it's just very primitive uh, in, its, in its approach to found footage movies. But it's worth watching for fans of, of horror and, you know, the Blair Witch Project type sort of type thing. And then I got an introduction to a now obsession director of mine, Alex De La Iglesia, uh, who made The Day of the Beast, which is available now on Shudder. It's got a, shut, a uh, Severn release. And... Uh, you know, there's a joke about this somewhere lost where, you know, a priest, a uh, death metal uh, salesman, and an occult preacher walk, or, and an occult uh, TV sort of dude walk into a bar. And, uh, you know, you got this movie, but they don't really walk into a bar. Um, basically, a priest uh, unfoils the plot of the Antichrist being born and decides to stop it. Um... And so he needs the help of a death metal salesman and a TV occultist uh, to uh, get this problem solved because it would bring apart the end of the world. Uh, so basically the priest is the hero of this story. And it makes for a funny black comedy. Um, if you hear that and are offended, I'm curious what you would think of this movie actually, Steve. Um, but, you know, it's a little on the offensive side but it's more fun than anything with the idea it's where just a it, buddy where does it fit in like with philosopher 
uh, I wouldn't think of it that way. It's it's actually takes itself fairly serious. Well, it deals no, more I mean, in situational it, humor. I mean, as far as being offensive goes. No, it's an art film. Uh, oh. I would say... I don't know. It's hard to say what's offensive to people. It just kind of depends on the person. I don't think you would be overwhelmingly offended by this movie. But the priest does... Uh, I mean, the movie it's, it's makes sense theologically. Basically, the bringing of the Antichrist is on Christmas Day. Because in demonic lore, uh, demons always work on to blaspheme God in some way. So the biggest way to blaspheme the birth of the Antichrist would be to have it on the same day as the birth of Jesus. So he decides to birth the Antichrist on Christmas Day, and they want to stop it. Uh, so it's this weird kind of comedy, almost buddy comedy type movie with like satanic rituals, you know, trying to, and weird stuff. But in the end, it, it paints it in a good picture. It's hard to say if you'll be offended or not. And, but either way, as far as the movie, it's awesome. I loved it. I absolutely thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I thought it was tasteful enough with this topic. I, I fell in love with it and I uh, had to buy it. The moment I saw it, I, I bought it. Um, thought it was awesome. Great cult film. Cool for Severin to release it. Um, then I watched Dance with the Devil. Uh, Perdita Durango is the uh, better title for that. And that is the name of the leading lady in this movie. Um, at first, I didn't like it. It's from the same director, and they were both put on Shutter at the same time, both Severn releases. But by the end of it, it won me over. It's that kind of natural-born killers type movie, and this one is not for you, Dad. Um, this one is a lot more um, in the realm of, of kind of on the offensive type deal, not in the way of, like, religious offensive. It's just, you know, the devil's rejects type movie where you get scumbags. And they're kind of the central characters. And I don't like those movies usually, but this one actually has a character arc that I really enjoyed and found pretty interesting by the end. And I do plan on rewatching it because I ordered both of these um, after I'd saw them. And, uh, you know, I'll be giving this one another watch. And I think Maddie would probably like this one, so I'll be watching it with her. Um, but great, another great movie from the director. Uh, pretty exciting. I'll be watching more of his stuff. And I watched Lake Mungo. And... Guys, you know me, I watch horror all the time. Would you believe it if I said that this movie scared me enough to where I was afraid to walk into my room at night? I was, man. This one, for whatever reason, just got to me on a primal level. I can't explain it. I was looking at the uh, my ceiling fan, and it was in the shape of a pentagram, and I was out, man. I was like, you know, F all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was done <laughs> after watching this one. It's a creepy atmospheric movie. Have either one of you two seen this? Definitely. No. It's one of the year four After Dark Horror Fest movies. Oh, it's yeah. actually the first one I saw of that year. Did you it like set, it? I did. It set a high bar for the rest of the movies. Yeah, I, I'd never seen it for some reason. I thought I did. It was one of those movies that I thought I'd seen. But I think I got it mixed up with Eden Lake, which I don't like. Um, so I never revisited it for whatever reason, but, uh, no, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit slow and there was a lot of just slowly panning into pictures to zoom in a little too much of that for my taste, which was the majority of the film, yeah. but it built the atmosphere well enough. And like I said, man, I've not had a movie do that since I've moved and it's been years, you know, since I, I could remember a movie affecting me like that. Uh, but 
I was not wanting to go to my room that night after watching this one. Because I, I was watching it on the couch, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but, I miss uh, that feeling, though. There are a few movies that do that now, and I just miss that. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's it was something, man. It was, it was cool, though. I, I dug it, you know. But uh, next up, I watched uh, Two Distant Strangers. Uh, I didn't care much for this. I liked the lead role. Um, I really thought uh, the the rapper's name is Joey Badass, uh, but he's got a different name that he goes by for his acting thing. And I'm, I'm sorry for the, the language, but that's really what his name goes by. Um, great rapper, though. I actually really like the guy. Um, the movie, though, had, I think, a pretty mixed message uh, overall. I think it was a well-made film, and I really liked the plight of the two uh, lead characters. Um, but... I think this movie just sent a mixed signal to me that I don't really can't pinpoint. What is this movie really saying about the topic? You know, obviously it's saying police brutality is bad, but what is the message at the end? I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, is this a movie? Because basically one of the messages you could take from the movie is that there's no hope in this situation to ever get it resolved. And, you know, no matter how much we bring awareness to it, people are still going to die and it's like what kind of message is that you know and i don't know if that's what it's saying but that's literally what it said you know in the film so maybe it was missed on me or something but it seems like a lot of people thought the same thing me too and it just made for this almost exploitative movie of of unarmed black man violence and i don't like that <laughs> at all um i was not down with with this one uh I, again, I think it was made probably with good intentions, but when you're making a movie about this kind of topic, you really need to be careful what message you convey because it can be taken the wrong way, especially by the audience that would already like this sort of thing. You know, it's kind of getting picked apart. What did you think about this one? I think I got the same message that you did, that, it's, that things can't and won't change, and this is always going to be how it is. And, and that's a horrible message, in my opinion. I mean... What, what precedent is that setting for society, you know, if that, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. what kind of message is that? And that's uh, you know, <laughs> just messed up. Um, it was, you know. I mean, it's a very cynical look at it, but I do also agree with the other thing that you said and that I think it is well-meaning and I don't think that that's what. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what they were trying to say is that we need to bring awareness to that the topic and, you know, we have to persist. But that's not what the movie said. That's what you can gather if you're looking hard enough at it. And I get, I'm all for art films, you know, challenging and bringing up conversation. But a topic like this, you kind of need to have a direct statement of what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I just don't feel like this movie had it. So, I don't know, man. I hope this one doesn't get the Oscar. Uh, are you are you in agreement on that? Because you've seen all of them now. Was there a better one than this? Jody? Okay. I well, think uh, we lost Jody. Either way, this movie apparently uh, was one of those that, that just wasn't wasn't good enough for Jody's tastes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, so Jody left? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's all good, but it is available on Netflix. It's only 30 minutes long. It, it's worth watching, but... Uh, I didn't love it. I uh, watched Humanoids from the Deep. Watched it a million times. Don't need to talk about it. Great film, though. 
uh, good times. You know, alien fish people slapping the tops off of women is is pretty funny. You know, that's no, uh, it's not. It's exploitative. <laughs> It, it is exploitation cinema at its yeah, finest. The only way a girl can get into a, into a silver screen is to have her top slapped off by some rubber handed dude. No, I, I don't think and, that's the that's the way. That's just the Roger Corman way. Is all uh, I mean. He's uh, very way too many women are, are are done that way. Yeah, I hear you to a certain degree. Uh, next up, I watched Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Double Toasted's newest. Uh, bad movie reviewing. Oh my they lands! They had a good time with that. Oh, they did. They they roasted this one. Oh, that movie sucks. It's I learned though. a lot about the movie, and uh, you know the lead actors, both of them were drunk through the majority of the film, and uh, you know just quite a few funny things about it. You know they brought up the weird, almost BDSM like sort of elements <laughs> underlying <laughs> it, and. Just kind of the weirdness of the idea of the movie. It, it made for a fun viewing. And I was I watched this before because I knew they were doing it. Um, so I actually saved the review for afterwards in this case. It was the first time I'd done that because I actually really liked this movie. Um, and didn't watch it along with them. I watched it before it. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things. Thunder Force, next up on Netflix. I can't believe I'm the one who has to defend this movie, but I actually liked it. Um, it was a fun superhero movie. Super lighthearted, you know, family affair. I liked it. Whatever. You know, fight me on it, I guess. Live I with know. it? Yeah, I That's liked right. it. I don't want to be the one to defend the Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer comedy joint, but here we are, you know, <laughs> defending it. Uh, next up, I watched Ken Russell's The Devils, one of the more uh, controversial movies of all time. Um, not necessarily on the extreme level. Uh, I hadn't seen this one before. Um, only kind of heard about it, and it finally became available on Shutter. So I wanted to watch it before it went away. And while the movie is extremely challenging as a Christian viewer myself, I think it brings up some interesting ideas of how church politics might drive away, uh, you know, potential people of the faith. How it's too involved sometimes uh, in it, and kind of the this era's problems with the dealings of church, separation of church and state. And I think that that it's just a lot of topics the movie brings up. It's a very artsy film. Um, definitely a challenging viewing, not something for Stephen Senegal, but you know, I think it's an interesting film though. And I think it's worthy of, of viewing for hardcore film fans that know what they're getting into. Uh, just be aware of it. It is a challenging film, probably not something I'd ever watch again. Uh, due to its subject matter kind of being offensive to me. But uh, to, a, to a degree, though, I see what it's saying. And I think it's at least admirable in its attempt to do that. Uh, next up, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, you know, great movie. 4K scan, great. Uh, 15 is uh, Event Horizon. Really love this movie. Uh, Screen Factory released a new 4K scan. And Steady Steve, you need to watch this. It looks awesome. Uh, yeah, I, love, I know you love this movie, too. Um, one of the best sci-fi horrors out there, and this thing looks sick on that 4K scan, man. Uh, caught up with The Banishing, another Shudder original uh, title. Really kind of dug it. It was weird. Um, a lot of people were dissing it because it's another one of those women walking around in dark hallways in a haunted house type movie, and it is that, I'll be honest, but I actually had a good time with it. The atmosphere was really good. It's from the director of that... Um, that Black Death movie, if you remember that. I know we talked about it not all that long ago. Um, great movie, actually. The guy's a good director. And um, yeah. 
I think this is a good movie. You know, it's worth watching. I think, uh, and Steve, I think you'd like this one too. It has, uh, weirdly enough, I didn't mean it to be a double double feature, but similar themes of, of kind of you know the politics of church running amok, um, to people that are actually of the faith, but you know are kind of getting blasted by the politics of it all, and uh, it's kind of weird you know that these were tied together. I had no idea, um, but. Either way, uh, next up I watched Pumpkinhead, the new Ooh. 4K scan. And, uh, wow, what a scan, dude. This thing looks sick. <laughs> you yeah. know, that 4K scan's awesome. Uh, watched Godzilla vs. Kong in the theater. Uh, you know, still amazing film. Here are our thoughts about it. I watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, to catch up. And we'll talk about that here. And uh watched 29 Needles. Don't want to get into the movie. Um, you know, it's not a horror podcast. I don't think this is the right audience to talk about a movie like that. But bringing awareness to it, I want to say I will not recommend that movie to anyone. Um, it's just not the type of movie I would recommend to anyone. Uh, you know, it's it's an extreme film. Take it as it is. But, uh, you know, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. you know, I just don't want to be responsible for anyone being scarred for that movie so i'll just go ahead and say don't watch it uh, but i did i did like it actually it's a good movie i think it's got some interesting themes it's just not something i would recommend to this this audience here uh and then i watched ouija's halloween night uh from full moon to fin finish it off uh this is kind of a ghoulies type deal uh but more pot humor uh ghoulies and uh, I was 100% down, if you could imagine, uh, with this one. Uh, you know, they're kind of cute. And, uh, you know, it's a Halloween party. And they use a weed G board. And they end up summoning the Ouija's. And, um, you know, some crazy, you know, pot humor mayhem ensues. And it really is a lot like the first Ghoulies movie it's a party you know one singular location weird things come out and kind of just shake you know are just there to to be there for no other reason other than to be there uh and be cute but it's a cool film i kind of dug it it's a new movie i came out in 2019 i would actually recommend checking this out if you have a full moon streaming subscription already so uh that is all i've been watching and uh, we're going to take a short break and uh, before we get back into it, welcome back to Reasonably Real. We're going to be talking about the new Marvel shows and uh, kind of their impact or uh, of cinema as a whole. And we're going to be starting off with WandaVision, which was a trippy and interesting uh, series. And I'm actually going to let uh, you start off with this one, Steven Senegal. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this one? Because... Uh, since you're old, you'd probably remember the shows that it's referencing. <laughs> so, what did you think of this uh, one? I, I do think. I think. Uh, well, now uh, the end of the show got pretty interesting as well. Yeah. But I have to admit, some of the most fun was trying to figure out which of the shows it was doing. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I yes, like the first been... first bit of it the most. Yeah. I thought it was cool yeah. at the end, but but I love yeah. the the references because it. It made for a great sitcom was my favorite thing. It wasn't just a parody. It was actually a good imitation of the yeah. sitcom format that you just don't get really anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. And uh, 
you know, it, it, as as far as the show goes, I, I kept thinking throughout the whole time, what, what, where are they going with this thing? Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, it kind of had me sold with this uh, under the dome kind of thing from Stephen yeah. King, you know, going on. And I thought, oh, okay, okay, I see what they're doing. And I did have it figured out. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's the greatest piece of cinema, but it is. Uh, it's 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 a pretty good show. Yeah, I loved um, it. I know yeah, you I liked it. it a lot more than I did. I did. Uh, I think I liked it more than you did, for sure. Yeah, but. I think I gave it a seven is what I wound up giving it. Uh, Jody, where are you at on it? I give WandaVision a nine out of ten. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was pretty incredible all the way through. Great. What, what was your was your favorite part as well, the, the sitcoms? I, I don't know if you had any fondness for those uh, growing up. Uh, I'm curious about that as well. Uh, Absolutely. I grew up with the ABC Friday night thing, whatever they used to call it. But um, Oh, TGI Friday. It does. Duh. Um, and they had, like, you know, Full House and Perfect Strangers and Family Matters and those types of shows. So those are the ones that, like, right in the kind of the middle of the show, like once it got past, like, the Lucy and the Brady Bunch kind of stuff, which were before my time. But I got really into the, the you know, the Full House kind of stuff. And yeah. then, and it was great when they did the Modern Family. I think she did a great Claire Dunphy. Yeah, that <laughs> was pretty funny. See, I, I'd never watched anything past. I, I'd seen, and I actually have a deep admiration for the early sitcoms. I think they're very entertaining. I like that format in a way. It's kind of comforting. And that's what I liked about the first episodes. But then it brings discomfort into it with kind of creepy imagery. I think it just mm-hmm. really balanced that well. They and. Did. You know, in a again, in a I say this all the time, in a world where people say cinemas run out of ideas, obviously they haven't. You're just not looking far enough, and it's cool that mo- studios like Marvel are doing it too now because now everyone's watching it. You know, and people can't really say that as much anymore because they're really willing to to bend the rules, kind of of just traditional cinema. Because this one was strange; it was very artsy in weird ways, and. And uh, willing to get weird, and uh, I, I really it was committed a risk. for risk. It, it, it was pretty risk taking. I agree. You know, that's that's why was doing. That's my favorite part of it, because I mean, audiences today, you know, probably, and I know even, uh, for instance, Caleb, we had him on the show when this first started, and he didn't vibe with that first episode. And that's fine. Not dissing his opinion on it. It's just one of those things where you know it's kind of risky. I, I'd be curious to know what he thought of the uh, of it by the end. You know, I'm sure he probably enjoyed it, you know, by the time it started getting around to the end of it. But you're right, it is a risky show, but but I think it paid off. I think everyone kind of loved it, and uh, it was just this kind of cool community thing where every week everyone would be talking about WandaVision, and, uh, you know, I quite enjoyed that. And, that's, that, and I miss, and I really miss the episodic shows, I'll be honest. Uh, I love that Disney's still sticking true to that, because I, I hate binge watching an entire season that's what's gotten me so far away from tv i lock up when i have 12 episodes to watch it's too much for my brain to handle one hour you know every week i can do that you know i could do that and keep up with the show i did it with breaking bad and you know sons of anarchy a lot of shows i love but i kind of don't like binge watching shows i'll be honest is anyone else that way or or is that kind of a different opinion no i don't know that i can say i'm quite that way i have a tendency once i if i find something i just go ahead and watch it but the the, uh, it's funny that i'm okay with these films the mandalorian did the same thing 
you know, where I do find myself kind of looking forward to it, uh, yeah. where I get a chance to see it, uh, you know, that's happening more so, I think, with the next film that we'll talk about. Um, yeah, of course. You, you know, watched you know, WandaVision after it was over, though, to be fair. Correct. Yeah, I so, did. So, yeah, no, I, I think I think Sherry really liked this one. She probably liked it more than The Winter Soldier. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. I, I, I could see see why, for sure. Uh, yeah. Very, very female-driven, and... Uh, very cool in that respect too, and it really fleshes out uh, the love story of these two characters and makes for a powerful, powerful story. I loved it at the end. I thought it was great. Jody, what's your overall thoughts on this one uh, to well, kind of close I am, out one vision? I am okay, definitely with the episodic format, but I I do appreciate and actually have come more accustomed to the binging thing. Sure. Um, because even though I don't typically binge most shows, it does kind of like get watched over a week or a couple of weeks. There's two reasons that I really like this format. Is first and foremost is I don't like to get invested into a show that I'm not 100% positive that is not going to get canceled midway through the show or yeah. in on a cliffhanger. I can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> so, so like I, I won't even start a show till I'm positive that's going to be seen through. It's through its conclusion. That's why, sure. like, I watched all of Breaking Bad during its last season, and then like right up to the last two or three episodes that I did watch weekly. The second reason that I really like the binge format and all the episodes coming out at once is it's social for me. Mm. I every season of Stranger Things. I that's why I'm really excited for the summer. I have a big party, Stranger Things party at my house, where I do all kinds of Stranger Things food and an ego bar and things like that, and have all my friends mm -hmm. come over and we watch the whole season in one day. You know, I really, really miss that. And that's what our plans had been. I mean, they probably would have got broken anyways because of the pandemic, but our plans were like, hey, when these Marvel shows come out, I'm having Marvel Marvel days at my house. And everybody's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm going to come. And so I, I really miss the social aspect of it. Sure. No, I, I hear you for sure. To me, I, I, I hear you on that. But to me, it's almost even more social. It's just every week, you know, for me with the weekly thing, you know, because that's how it was, you know. This night was Sons of Anarchy night in our household. You know, me and Mom would always watch Sons of Anarchy. That day was cleared out, and Dad was not mm -hmm. happy about it, you know, because he, <laughs> he never liked that show very much. But, uh, you know, we were going to watch it. And, uh, you know, just that kind of thing. And every week was that, that thing. And if people, you know, wanted to come over and watch it. You know, it's the same way with, you know, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, you know. It's uh, something about the weekly shows for me is, is more so that for me because it's, but I, I don't know, it's just a preference thing, I guess. Uh, right but either way, no, I, I think WandaVision was great and uh, loved it quite a bit. And I've even got to admit, they outdid themselves with the next one we're talking about. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier is uh, the new show that they have. And wow. Um, I, I, think this i this as far as like you know the movie theaters and all the bad news coming about is worrying this makes me even more worried if that makes any sense because if tv shows can be this high budget and this good consistently what does that mean for films in the long run because i still vastly prefer films over tv i just like the format more i don't like these you know 10 hour series very much uh, as much I, I think the show's great but still i'd rather it be a film but you know what do y'all think about that because that's that's kind of why i want to talk about the topic is it's fascinating because film shows like game of thrones and this have challenged the very fabric of 
of our idea of traditional TV, where it's always been seen as this lesser, you know, form, just longer, you know, if, if that makes any sense, these kind of network shows, but it's not that way anymore. These have just as big a budget as a film and uh, are being made like that now. Yeah, Absolutely, I'm... because... Oh, no, go ahead, Steve. No, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it used to be like the kiss of death of your career if you were on a television show or guest starred mm -hmm. on something. That was kind of for like the like washed-up actors and different things like that. But now you have your A-listers lining up to do television shows. Mm -hmm. It's just a completely different attitude and feeling and res level of respect. And props to HBO right. too for yeah. for really. I, I think they started. I know, Dad, you don't like HBO, but but that started this trend. It really did. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I do. I do think some of the uh, explosion that we see in this is due to uh, to Hollywood uh, being shut down during the pandemic, True. and uh, actors and actresses. Uh, I guess technically they're all actors. Uh, are. Um, um, I don't want to say forced into work. I mean, these people are rich, but you know, whenever you make a lot of money, your bills are pretty high. It's kind of the point. Yeah. So they, they, a lot of them needed to get to work, and uh, this might have been uh, the way to do it. Um, I, I, and David, I hear your point on on the uh, on the uh, budget. I'm sure it does have, a, especially this one, has a this, blockbuster yeah. budget. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I'm not for certain that it's as high as what an Avengers episode or movie would have been. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think don't it think may it's be quite as quite as good as as a movie from a production standpoint. Oh, I, I'd take this over Age of Ultron all day long. Uh, yeah, well, honestly, I'm just saying some of them. I guess. Now, uh, now, in this case, what really sets I think these apart, and the other one for that matter, is it's able to take a a group or a smaller group. And really work through a, a, a more deeper story, and explain a lot of stuff as opposed to the movies. You know, putting it on a two and a half or you know three hour movie screen at the most, where you're generally just kind of force fed either everything or you know what I mean. These really builds characters a lot, and I think especially this one. Um, uh, Bucky and uh, and uh, I can't think of the other guy, the Falcon, uh, uh, Sam. Uh, they really uh, are able to work through their characters. They build them a little more. We see interactions between the bad guys where they're using them. You know what I mean? Where they're, mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff is actually being built uh, almost longhand. You know, wrote out yeah. a lot better. Nice. And that part is interesting, especially in this one, which maybe is the reason why I didn't get into the other one so much, because the characters I didn't like so much. In this particular case, it's got the Winter Soldier in it, which I always did think was a really good character. And, uh, Sam, and you're getting uh, way more character yeah. development of that character here, yeah. Yeah, and, and Mackie is also a really strong character. Oh, he's a fantastic and, and actor, too. I, I was, that's what I was going to say. And in this particular case, he's also a really good actor, so yeah. we're getting to see uh, that play out really well. So yeah. I agree with you. I think this one is a step up from the others. I, I know you've been rating episodes. I think I'm holding out till I get to see the end. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to have to fall pretty hard to get uh, to not get some pretty strong marks. Yeah, for me. to me, I, I, I think this is like. So I'm a peak Marvel entertainment for me. I, I just, I'm loving it. Uh, it's got the vibe I love because my favorite one, uh, 
tell me if I'm wrong, is Captain America 2. You know, I, I think that, yeah. that may be, across the board, maybe our favorite, you know, Avengers movie. And this yeah. feels as, as closest to that I think Marvel's ever hit, as far as that kind of espionage feeling. Um, and that, that balance between the drama and the, uh, you know, the action of it. I just think it's phenomenal. And this latest episode, as drama-heavy as it is, I got some character moments that just gave me chills, especially one with a uh, character who was previously brought into the show, and I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, wow, his story about, you know, how, you know, his time in the war was something. I think, Jody, you've seen the new episode. I have, yeah. Dang. You know, that, that scene was something, you know. Um, so, you know, great character development. Starts off with a just awesome action scene. You know, some of the best action choreography I've seen in the Avengers series so far. You get some awesome action sequences, you know, with uh, some of the Wakandans, too. And a lot of that cool cool stuff. And I'm just super excited about the show. Um, and how it's going so far. And, uh, you know, Bucky's great. The Winter Soldier, it's cool to kind of get... He's always been a tertiary character. And, you know, like, you kind of know about him, but you don't know about him. And now you're yeah. actually kind of lear learning how he ticks. And, like, why he was this character. You know, you got, like, in Black Panther, you got the, the after credit scene of him, you know, in Wakanda. And you're like... What does this mean? You know, it's like, that's cool, but they never really followed up on it. Now you're kind of getting the follow-up on it, and it just seems like Marvel, as an organization, some kind of master plan, sitting in the background, twiddling their mustache, going, ah, I got you guys this time. You know, <laughs> all the time, man. They're always, like, one step ahead of the fans, and it's crazy. And uh, episode four may have had one of my favorite uh, moments in, in Marvel history. Man, that one shocked, I think, the world. And, again, not going to spoil it, but holy crap. <laughs> what did y'all think of that? You know you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it is it's something you don't expect to see, frankly, in, in Disney movies, uh, Disney shows, I should say, yeah. the television show. Yeah, it's this pretty is brutal. A, this is a hard PG-13. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, so. Definitely. And I, I was pretty surprised that they went there with it. Uh but no, I, I recommend everyone see this, for real. Like yeah. it's it's a great show. I can't I can't envision someone who likes Marvel watching this, and saying it's not any good. If if you do, I, I'd like to hear your opinion on it. Um, you know, but I no, can't I, imagine it. I agree with you on that. That's a good point to make. I, I think you could probably say there'll be some people that would not like Wandavision. It is so different from the show from the movies which yeah. is something that i like about it frankly yeah so i'm kind of tired of watching superhero movies this one is is different but it, this one no this is really marvel through and through yeah uh, it's just sure. with some different characters and uh you know we're dealing with some some of the same themes and and looks and great characters uh i agree with you on that it's this this is one of the rare times i'll say it's worth the price of disney this and the Mandalorian yeah. both. I, I don't want. I don't really want to support Disney at all. I've been, I, I really don't like I Disney. Uh, that's man, why Mike like, hasn't been watching along. Is he doesn't yeah. he doesn't like or support Disney? And I, I I I hate to be that way, but I, and I, I agree with everything he's saying. But 
they get me with these shows so hard that I can't not. I yeah. can't pass. I just, honestly, they're so good. I don't care. And I hate to be that way, but, yeah. but uh, you know, I don't care. They're just too good for me to pass up. Because this entertainment is, this and The Mandalorian is just top flight stuff. You know, WandaVision. A lot of their stuff they're pumping out is just incredible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I've been very impressed with the service. I, I haven't ever once thought about canceling that subscription unlike yeah. if i if i was paying for netflix i would have <laughs> yeah, for instance <laughs> well they've got they've got another one that that i'll even briefly mention the the mighty ducks game changer that's dropped mm. now, i was curious on your thoughts it's of that. not as it's not as good as this uh the uh it's it's a so far six seven um and it's definitely more made for kids it's acting's pretty bad, frankly. Uh, it's still got Emilio Estevez in it and a, a woman that you'll recognize by the name of Lauren Graham. Uh, but it does have that same uh, goofiness that the original Mighty Ducks movie had, that same charm uh, going on. We'll just have to see. I'm going to have to give this one time um, before you know I really give a... Mm -hmm. strong recommendation but so far it's very family family friendly i'll say would that. you think i would like it because this is one i've been considering giving a chance uh, how did you feel about the mighty ducks have you ever seen the movie yeah i've seen it um did it you like one, it i was in the middle on it so i'll probably be on the middle with this one yeah uh, this one i think is i don't think it's going to get they, they kind of trying to do they're trying to do the same thing that uh netflix has done with cobra kai uh, where they mm -hmm. turned the original, they used some of the same cast and kind of turned it on on its head a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Cobra Kai is great, and but and they went, what, what they did with that film was, um, with that series, is they've kind of made the same story, but it's for the adults now. Yeah. Its language is pretty strong, frankly, in some ways. Uh, this movie is none of that. So I don't honestly see unless it changes, and I'm not advocating for it to get edgier. That's they, they don't need to do that, but I think it does need some help with some script writing, and Estevez may, maybe needs to show up a little bit more, and I'm thinking he will, uh, that kind of thing. It's, it's taken three episodes to build much. Right now it's a Hallmark love story that's painfully honest, uh, obvious what's going to happen. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we, we'll see. I'm going to watch it through. But I don't, right now, I can't see you liking this at all, frankly. Okay. No, I, that's why uh, I... would be bored I, I to tears, I think, through this one. Okay. Uh, I like it okay. Uh, you know, fans of the original movie will, will like it. But, uh, you know, right now, I think, it, I think it'll get better. That's what I hope. So, I'll mention that. Uh, okay. But, you know, that's another one on the Disney Channel. So, there's some good streaming options out there. Oh yeah, so definitely. Yeah, I. So either way, am I the only one that's seen any of this? Yeah, I haven't seen the Mighty Ducks yet. I haven't okay. started it yet. Yeah, me either. There's been there's a an abundance of stuff to watch. I'll give it that. the The pandemic is has uh, done some strange things, and a lot of like big name market films aren't out there. But as far as indie films, man, we got a boom of them, and that's kind of yeah. what I'm into. Yeah, so I, I hear what you're saying, my one of my most anticipated series is back on that the 
uh, Christian-based uh, film or series, The Chosen. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. Some really high production values for a faith and family series. Uh, you can watch it for free, but you do have to download the app. Uh, you can, it doesn't cost you anything, but you have to download the app and, uh, and uh, uh, Chromecast it. Or, uh, you know, it's the only way I can figure out how to do it, at least. Season one, you'll need to see first. It's uh, the story of, really, the disciples. Jesus is obviously a central character, but it really is kind of the story of the disciples and their relationships. So you do need to go back and watch season one. You're going to be lost if you start right into season two. Yeah. But uh, And it's available to purchase. You can buy it uh, from just go to the show. Off the app, you can get it. Uh, it's a crowdfunded uh, thing, uh, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I've invested in it a little bit. And, uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's really a powerful series. And it's really good. The um, production value is high. The writing is good. It humanizes the disciples and the people extremely well. Um, you know, it's it. Yeah, they're doing a great job with that one. So there's another series. Again, it's free. If you just want to download the app, uh, season one is on there. That's all you have to do. If that sounds like something you might want to watch, I can't recommend that strong enough. That's uh, first season was a ten. Uh, we're into the second season now. So great, great film series. All right. So there's yeah, something else to watch. Heard good things about it for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that kind of balances out my uh, discussion of extreme films earlier. Uh, so, I, so I appreciate that. Uh, no maybe maybe putting some good vibes into our podcast. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I actually do want to, I keep forgetting, but I do want to watch that first season anyway. Yeah, I would really be interested to see. I think the second season is a little higher production than the first one. I think the first one was really good. That It's not poorly done it's excellent writing and but they didn't have the money to make it quite like they have this one okay uh, so but yeah yeah you have to watch the first season so sounds good mm-hmm. man all right well uh either way do we have anything we want to add before we close off the uh, rest of this show happy I birthday do. to kyle yep Definitely. happy birthday kyle yeah kyle's and- cool Everybody, July 8th, Thursday evening shows. Get to the theater to see Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I will say next week, be in the theater to watch Mortal Kombat because that's going to be freaking sick. I'm telling you right now, I'm predicting a fun movie and I'm predicting another unobjective 10 coming from me. Are you on the hype train? Oh, I've been on the hype train. The only thing I don't like about that trailer is there isn't a random guy shorting Mortal Kombat in the background because, uh, you know, that's just, I'm sure, Jody, you're getting, you know, all sorts of good nostalgia from that. Oh, yeah. You know, from all, you, all you know you that show. Cannot watch this film. Yeah. You're grounded yeah. if I find out you're at the theater. Yeah, you you knew good and well. You gave up on me trying to play Mortal Kombat at a certain point. You you're just grounded, gave up. You knew, you knew I was going to play it. You're grounded, bud. You gave up on it, but uh, you know you, I never you eventually gave up on being a dad. You buckled on that one. You, you didn't I, start I, letting I me play Mortal up. Kombat. Uh, you just gave up on that goal. Uh, but, I failed society. <laughs> no, nah, that's a that's an awesome series, and uh, that TV that movie looks awesome. Like just straight up, it looks cool. So pretty excited. I like the original Mortal Kombat. It's all right. I do too. Paul W. So, S. Anderson, man, uh, dude's kind of underrated. Actually, he's. I'm I'm glad he's starting to get cult status a little bit with like, you know, Monster Hunter. He did, uh, 
you know, Event Horizon's getting a big following. The Resident Evil movies are starting to get the attention they deserve um, as fun movies. They're not great. None of his movies are just these phenomenal films. Event Horizon is the closest to it. But as far as entertaining films, you don't... I like his movies a lot, actually. (laughs) So, good stuff. Mortal Kombat! But, uh... Yeah! You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, either either way, man. We're, we're pretty excited, having a good time. I think this was a great show. And uh, sorry Mike couldn't make it, but um, we'll uh, we'll have him on the show next time to talk about some horror stuff. I'm sure he's pretty excited about that. Uh, but until next time, we'll talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.